Welcome to the Word of Christ, sermons from Pastor Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend, North Dakota, and Peace Lutheran Church in Barney, North Dakota. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent, Ad Te Lavavi, is written in the book of Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our Righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But, as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them. Then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he said on them, Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. Hosanna! Stir up your power, O Lord, and come. Save us by your mighty deliverance. This is the cry of the crowds at the fulfillment of the prophet's words. See, your king is coming to you, humble, but righteous and having salvation. And this is also the cry that we take up, dear Christians, from the beginning of a new church year. Our faith is today refocused on our King again and on what His comings, both in the flesh then and in glory to come, what they are all about. And it is this, that He is Jesus. He is the Lord who saves His people from their sin. And so we say, Hosanna! Now, this really isn't the cry that we expect a king to get. 
We don't have an earthly king in America, so we probably don't know much about royalty, but we probably have heard the old phrase shouted and sung at coronations and high national festivals, Long live the king! God save the king! That makes more sense in our world, I suppose. Everything serves the needs of the king in a country. He demands our homage. And our prayers are for His benefit. Now we can change the name and a few words of a tune, but face it, God save the state just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Royalty has its appeal. The symbols of our country are subject to all sorts of disrespect. But a living symbol, a person... Well, he can demand respect from others. But there's a sad side to this also, isn't there? God save the king. That says something about the limits of his powers. The full statement is, the king is dead. Long live the king. That means the next king after the first one has died. Long live the king is a sort of pious wish At best, it's a prayer. And what? That we pray also for the long life and health of our president and our other leaders, even though they are not royalty. But either way, the king himself needs saving. That's the point. He needs those prayers. He needs someone else to give him a longer life. Even the most monarchical of rulers still thrives on the support and the favor of the people. And this is the contrast then that we see between all earthly rulers and powers and Christ Jesus our Lord. He comes humble. He comes not to demand His own way, but to come and serve us. He comes not on a war horse, but on a beast of burden. He comes not to receive the cheers and the pious prayers of long live and God save, but just the opposite. Lord, save us, they cry to Him. And in order to do that, the crowds must certainly not say, long live this King. No, this King is destined to die. That is how He saves. And that is the answer to the crowd's prayer. Hosanna. The other cry that Jerusalem is known for. Crucify Him. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. This is recorded across all four Gospels. That the crowds say these words and apply them to Jesus. Now, how does that happen, though? How does a crowd know what to say? How do they know to say these appropriate things when Jesus comes? I mean, you've seen crowds start up short little chants that rhyme, maybe at a ball game or at some kind of a protest. But how could the crowd know to sing something like this and to do it all together with one voice? Well, the answer is easy, of course. They already knew these songs. 
This is Psalm 118 they are quoting. This is the Jewish liturgy. This is part of their scriptures. It's something that they had been singing already from childhood. And we know this song too, dear Christians. Or we ought to know it by now. And that I can't help but notice that as I look out across the congregation, I see noses in books and eyes gazing downward. It's as if you're waiting for me always to spring some kind of surprise on you so you have to follow your hymnal and your bulletin at all times. I promise, I'm not going to do that to you. And I won't do it because I want you to know these words so well that you can say them without looking at the book. Now, but also forever. So this year, I invite you to take on this challenge. Put away the book. You can take it out for the hymns, of course. Yes, I don't even know all the hymns. But learn to trust yourself with these every week words. We sing these words of the ordinary. We sing them week in and we sing them week out so that we will know them by heart. And they are what make our Lutheran service so accessible for many people. They are accessible to children who can't even read yet because they can learn them by heart and sing them every Sunday. They are accessible for those who have mental disabilities, who can't read. They can still hear and learn and imitate and participate with us. They're essential and accessible for mothers who are juggling children and can't even hold a book. And they are accessible for those who can no longer read at all, those who can hardly remember your name or their own name, but still can sing Hosanna, Lord Jesus, save me. And He will. Yes, when the time is right, we will be prepared to sing these songs and pray these prayers in many other places too. Whenever we don't know what words of our own to utter, whenever we need something reliable, something faithful, something truer than ourselves, that's what we've been preparing for our whole lives. So you can start by putting away the book now and practicing for the rest of your life. To say what? Hosanna, Lord, save now. Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on me. Grant me your peace. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. These are the words that the subjects of God's kingdom are expected to learn. They are the war chants that we cry. They are the pledges of allegiance and the national anthem of the church. But how different these things are from the political rhetoric that bombards us. How much more profound and otherworldly are they than even that quaint language of royalty that we know only from movies and books. What we sing and what we say, week in and week out, dear saints, is different and different for a reason. Because they are not the words of 
worship. That is, they are not the words of groveling, of duty and praise and subservience to royalty and to tyrants, whether that's kingly or otherwise. No, these are the words of the divine service. They are the words that confess who our God and King really is. Not a tyrant. Not a Caesar. Not an intergalactic emperor seeking our homage. But one who comes humble. Comes riding on a a beast of burden. Who comes to serve us. Who comes to be our Savior. Our God saves us. He comes down to us. He stoops low to heal and to rescue. And it is true that He is enthroned. He is enthroned upon the praises of Israel and even upon our lips as well. But how? The words that we learn to sing by heart, those are words that talk about what He does for us. They are the words of the Gospel. They're summed up in the word that we can't bring ourselves to translate out of the Hebrew even. We still say it like they always did. Hosanna, which would be translated, Lord, save us now. And so also the songs of the Holy Trinity are songs always of His salvation for us. Show us Thy mercy and grant us Thy salvation. God save us. Our songs are not prayers for the long life of our grand, powerful, tyrannical emperor. But they are thankfulness for the atoning death of our humble King. Join me again, dear saints, this year. We begin another round. Another round of hearing the same words from the Scriptures and singing the same old songs. It's true. But we sing them because of who our King is. And He is even more constant and steadfast even than our service in the Holy Scriptures. Because He is the King who comes to show His glory and power in this way. Chiefly, by showing mercy. He is the King who wants to be enthroned not in jewels and gold, but on a cross and crowned with thorns for our eternal good. He is the King who is enthroned upon our praises and confessions, not because we must keep Him alive, but because our songs are all about His rescue and deliverance of us. And He would have us hear these words again. He would have us observe His work of salvation again. And He would have us sing these songs of deliverance again so that they would be embedded deeper, buried more firmly in our minds and in our hearts for our constant comfort and confidence. Hosanna! Save us now, Lord. 
Save us by your mighty deliverance. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come and save us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to The Word of Christ. You can find more sermons at verbachristi.blogspot.com and if you have need to contact Pastor Denzer, you can email him at pastor at denzer.org. That's P-A-S-T-O-R at D-A-E-N-Z-E-R dot O-R-G. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Amen. Amen.